0: Hit a three-pointer at the buzzer to win it 80-78. to This is the only matchup that we have uh, all day here, Chuck, where we don't have at least one ranked team, a team rated in the top three in the state. This is the only game that doesn't have a, a number three team or better playing here as GICC and Seward both come in unrated. GICC, a uh, down year by their standards, uh, around the 500 mark and uh, averaging about 40 points per ball game. For me, it seems like whatever the pace of the game is, the the lower the number for the leading team out there, that favors GICC. The lower that number is, the better.
1: Yeah, Grand Island Central Catholic coming in 10 and 11 on the season. Seward having a tough loss last night to York. They come in now 9-11, and 11, but Grand Island Central Catholic a year ago upset Class B Aurora. So, I, as you said, if we get that tempo slowed down, it may play right into Tino Martinez and the Crusaders' hands.
0: Yeah, and it's always great to see them come in here. It's, it's a Grand Island event. It's great to have their, at least one Grand Island team in here every year, and GICC has made it all nine years here. The Islanders have made it a few times. The Vikings have been here in years past as well. It always is great to have that uh, that that Tri-City flavor in this one, as again we'll have Saint Cecilia coming up here a little bit later, and Amherst certainly from the area as well. So it's great to have those area teams uh, here competing in the ninth annual Heartland Hoops Classic. All right, the Five Points Bank starting lineup. This starting lineup is brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank
1: in Kearney. Let's start out with the Seward Blue Jays, nine and eleven for Mark Sidlick. They are going to go this way. They'll go with. 5'10 senior, Brevin Slope, he'll wear number three. Number 10 will be Cole Gottschalk. He's a 5'10 senior. 6'5 senior, number 12 will be Brady Fitzky, And number 23 will be Corbin Ruth. He's 6'1 and a junior. The final starter for the Blue Jays will be number 42, Wyatt Sloan. He stands 6'5. Moving over to Grand Island Central Catholic, they come in here with a record of 9 and 10. As Randy said, they average right at 40 points. They give up 40 points. Both these teams right around that 500 mark. On the other side, Seward averaging 50 points. They're giving up 51. For Grand Island Central Catholic, they go with number 21, Jack Gehring, a 5'10 freshman. 6'2 sophomore, number 23, Myra Almira will get the start. Number 25 is Aiden Anspah. 31 will be Chase Wenzel. He's a 6'2 junior. Anspah also a 6'2 junior. And the final starter for the Crusaders, who will be dressed in blue today, will be 6'5 freshman, number 45, Jacob Herbert. We'll be back after this timeout.
2: Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life with two locations in Kearney the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation. A very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy, and Sports Center.
1: Chuck Friesick, Randy Bushcutter. We're here for game number 4 on ESPN 1460 1550 across the airwaves and Randy should be a good one here. I think it's going to be an even scoring match, going back and forth. Probably just depends on if one of the teams can get some holds or not turn it over a bunch. This could lead to a one-sided game, but right now I think it's going to be pretty tight.
0: Yeah, and I get both teams really kind of want to get into the half court, uh, half court set and and for GICC, they they really like to dictate things. They like to set the, the pace. And they're, they're content uh, passing the ball around the perimeter, being very patient, having a minute and a half, a two-minute long possession. They're very comfortable with that. And if, if you do that, you fall into their game. And the Crusaders do a great job of setting the tone and making you play their style. Tino Martinez's the squad, last game,
1: only one left in the regular season. Hard to believe we're moving along as they will finish the regular season at St. Paul. They are having this game against Seward. They're coming off a two-game losing streak, but a couple of tough teams, losses to Wahoo and Hastings-St. Cecilia.
0: Yeah, and St. Cecilia has had a lot of success here down the stretch, that's for sure. And, and again, both teams you know, going in, and not going to be wild card teams, but they want to just finish the season strong, build the future, and maybe that future can end up being down in Lincoln. But to do that, what they're going to have to do is uh, keep that momentum going. So this is, I still think, a very important stage of the season, You're trying to get better, obviously, but you also need to take that momentum into the postseason.
1: Well, and then playing in an arena like this sets you up for those kind of things. A lot of times you're playing in a gymnasium that doesn't give you this kind of opportunity to not have a wall right behind the deal. Playing on a larger floor and then having the crowd here that we had for the game before and now that's hung around for this is really great.
0: Yeah, it is. It it is a kind of an opportunity to have a state like environment, even if you don't make it in the state. There's still going to be a great memory for both of uh, the the players, both these two teams.
1: Crusaders will send to the jump circle. That'll be Corbin Ruth and into jump for Seward will be number 45. Herbeck, the ball will be controlled by central Catholic, central Catholic, moving it around the outside on the dribble. It goes from Gehring. Garing on the far side. Three-pointer on the way up and in. Jack Gehring opens the scoring for the Crusaders, and quickly they're out on top by the score of three to nothing. Seward back, headed the other way. Brevin Slope will see a lot of the basketball for the Blue Jays. Runs the weave around the left-hand side to Ruth. Ruth back up on top to the big guy Fitzky, standing six-five. The senior goes left-hand side. Ruth drives the corner, kicks it back out. Shot on the way, no good by Fitzky. And the rebound will come down to the Crusaders. And the Crusaders quickly on the move into front court. Left hand side, it goes to Wenzel. Wenzel back out on top. They'll swing it. Goes back to the top to Ansbaugh. Ansbaugh looks here to the near side. Man to man defense by the Blue Jays. We're a minute into quarter one. One three pointer for the Crusaders. The difference in the early going. Crusaders run a man across the bottom. That's Gearing. Gets the ball. He'll dribble it back out to the right elbow and kick it. And they'll reset. And GICC averaging 40 points a ballgame, and they will set, reset. A lot of Adam Central's old things that they used to run when you would set, reset, until they get an easy basket. They may, may not take a shot.
0: Yeah, that's a tremendous amount of patience. They got a good look here. Going down the lane,
1: shot up by Anspaugh. No good, just will not drop. And quickly the other way, it goes into the hands of Brevin Slope. Slope's going to dribble the right baseline. Whistle's going to stop play. At the 631 mark, and we're going to have a foul coming the way towards Grand Island Central Catholic. It's going to go on to junior, Chase Wenzel. So Wenzel will pick up his first foul and an opportunity from the charity stripe for Brevin Slope, the 5'10 senior.
0: And really, for Seward, they want to attack before you get your defense set. But then if that doesn't happen, then they're somewhat, they're not as patient as GICC, but they're going to be patient offensively as well. Slow puts the first one up and it rolls off the front lip and then drops on through. So
1: it makes it a two-to-one ball game. Excuse me, three-to-one ball game. Shot up and this one's going to roll around. Will not drop. And coming down with the rebound is Elmira. Elmira will kick it out and the Crusaders bring it into front court, rush it into front court, and then they're going to slow down and takes a lot of picks and they're going to take a lot of looks to see if they can get somebody open on the backside. They get it, it on the right hand side, to Elmira.
0: They got a great look last time, uh, and uh, here they tried to run the same sort of idea here as they get the baseline jumper to Herbeck. Yep, Anspaugh had that look last time, got into the
1: lane, just couldn't get it to go this time, kicked it out to the outside to Herbeck. On the other side, lefty slope shoots it up. That three-pointer is no good. It's going to bounce up over the top, And as you said, they have had some good looks. They just haven't finished at this point.
0: Yeah. And again, the the, the set they had before, they ran off about a minute and 15 seconds, finally got a good look, and they got right to the rim and couldn't get it to fall in. Jack Gehring will kick it right-hand side,
1: goes to Wenzel. Wenzel here now to the elbow to Anspaugh, back across the other side, right in the arc. And now driving down the lane, this is Elmira, can't get it to go. And we got a man injured and thumped right in the face. And I believe that's going to be Wyatt Sloan. He's still here. At the near side, nearer Randy and I, and we're going to see the first substitute of the ball game. He's got Riley
0: Camphouse. He's got a bloody nose, as they're going to have to attend to that uh, bloody nose. I don't think it's going to be overly serious, but he's—they're going to have to stop things here for the blood rule. This injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Getting back in the game of life. Two locations. In Carney, so they'll have to be careful with him because you don't want to get blood on the jersey because then you got to find somebody that uh, has the same uh, size shirt. And there's not a lot of guys as big out there as Wyatt Sloan. Wyatt Sloan
1: is a man over there. We'll go back to the free throw line, and an opportunity to shoot his third attempt will be the Southpaw Brevin Slope. He puts this one up and in, and it makes it a three to two ball game. Coming into the Blue Jay lineup for his first action, is or excuse me, for Central Catholic, this is Ryan Burnell. Burnell in there. He is a 5'9'' senior. Second free throw up and in, and we're knotted at threes. Now looks like we're going to have a little bit of token half-court pressure by Seward down there on the right-hand dribble, bringing it up for Central Catholic. Jack Gehring being picked up there by Gottschalk. Around the right-hand side. Central Catholic to the near side. Down the lane again goes Anspaugh. Then Anspaugh stopped. Cut off there by Slope. Central Catholic will kick it back out. Three minutes into quarter one. Three-pointer on the way by Central Catholic. Up and no good. And a scramble for the rebound. And still right here in front of the Seward bench. We're going to have a timeout on the floor with 5.05 to go in quarter number one. Central Catholic and Seward nodded at 3-3. We'll be back in 30 seconds.
4: Young people are the future of agriculture. The Aurora Cooperative is helping to secure that future by offering scholarships to students enrolling in ag-related college majors for the 2016-2017 school year. Graduating seniors as well as current college students qualify.
1: A total of 10 $500 scholarships and 5 $1,000 scholarships will be awarded. You can find more information and the application at auroracoop.com or inquire with your
4: guidance counselor. Deadline for application is March 11th. The Aurora Cooperative, growing
1: opportunities. Chuck Friesick back here. We're 3-3 with 5.05 to go. Seward will trigger from right in front of their bench. Mark Sidlick and the Blue Jays. Wade Miller, Kasky McKay are his assistants. Grand Island Central Catholic, man-to-man defense. Seward works the weave out front. Ball goes to Gottschalk. Gottschalk to the elbow on the left-hand side. They bring the brig guy out. Riley Camphouse, who's in for Sloan. Now they go cross court. Three-pointer on the way for Slope. Rolls it up and in. So, Slope makes the first tray, and he has all six points on the board for Seward. Seward quickly on top, 6-3. They like to
0: find a way to get him the ball on that perimeter.
1: Central Catholic works it right-hand side just off the paint. Driving through there is Elmira, but I believe they're going to have a whistle-stop play before he can get the shot off, and Elmira will... Give the team a foul called on the Blue Jays, and Central Catholic will key it in from under their own basket. 4.31 to go. Now the ball tossed in, stolen away, though, by Slope. He's going to take it coast-to-coast coast up off the window
0: and in. Brevin Slope has all eight in the early going. Well, that inbounds pass was a little bit too high, and not getting a very good read on it was GICC, so that long steal. Long two-pointer on the way. Rolls off the front of the lip for Anspa.
1: Down with the rebound are the Jays are rolling it into front court. And now we're going to have contact, and this is going to go on the Crusaders. I think they're going to look towards the freshman, Jack Gehring, with 4.09 to go into the Seward lineup. Here will come Clayton Pecorak. Clayton, a 6'1 senior. Coming. 8-0 run right now for Seward. Yes, all on the hands of Brevin Slope. Jays work it inside. The first points will go somewhere else, and this is going to go to Brady Pitsky. Fritzky, the 6'5", senior has two, and it's right now a big run for Seward. Is, it's a 10-0 run. It was 3 to nothing, I believe, in the early going for Central Catholic. Camp House
0: at 6'4", makes a great pass to 6'5", Fritzke, inside the lane.
1: Some height, basically, that Central Catholic cannot match up with inside. No. Central Catholic will work it around the left-hand side. Jack Gehring, they're going to have to use their speed and find some maybe some pressure to get some steals away from Seward to get this... Away from an inside battle. Central Catholic works it a long two. No, they call it a three, but it is off the rim for Anspaugh. And the rebound comes down into the hands of the Blue Jays. Brady Fitzky, to the other end. Seward baseline shot up by Slope. No good. Rebound. Nice rebound that time for GICC. They're on the roll. Ryan Burnell, the 5'9 senior, all the way into front court, Brings it to the top of the key against the Blue Jays. Man to man. Hand it to Anspaw. Anspaw inside up off glass for Almira. He can't get it to go. And once again, the Blue Jay board played by Brady Fitske. And that size inside really showing for Seward on the boards.
0: Well, the only size they put out there so far is uh, six-five freshman, Jacob Herbeck. And they still shoot over the top of that zone. So Seward strokes in the three here. Camp House puts it in. We have a 12-3
1: score with 249 to go in quarter number one. It's Seward 12, Grand Island Central Catholic 3. We'll be back. After this, 30-second timeout. Central Catholic will bring it the length of the floor, working right to left on your radio dial here on ESPN. They'll work it on the dribble of Gehring. Gehring comes to the near side to Anspaugh. Anspaw back up on top to Burnell. To Anspaw. now they're looking. Man, they've tried to get inside as Elmira. They just, they've been really close. It just won't drop so far for the Crusaders in the early going. Ball back out on top. Nice move by Anspaugh. Dribble penetration. Gets to the left side of the block can't go up against the big guys of the Jays inside man-to-man defense by Seward here in the first quarter they're on top by 9 12-3 Burnell back around the top to Garing Garing now back to Herbeck just a freshman standing 6-5 trying to match some of that size now we're going to have a hand check called at the 201 mark this is going to go against Seward and it will be an out of bounds play an opportunity Grand Island Central Catholic just with that patience Randy oh yeah
0: They take so few bad shots, and that's one of the great things about their patience, is they set up the opportunity to get a good look here. We got a hold by Seward on the inbounds play. Yep, intended there. Jacob Herbeck trying to come down the outside of the
1: block. He's held by the Blue Jays' Riley Camphouse. Camphouse will now come back. Out of the lineup and coming back in, Wyatt Sloan looks like Wyatt, after being thumped up in the facial area, is going to be all right. Inbounds pass in the lane. Nice looking play. They just tossed it up into the lane. Almira goes up and gets it, and he has the first two-point basket of the ballgame for Central Catholic. It's a 12-5 ball game. Seward into front court, work to the right hand side, dribble penetration, gets all the way to the baseline. That's Peckrack Knocked away. Central Catholic with their second steal of the ballgame. Central Catholic will work it down the right-hand side. Still that man-to-man for Seward. Central Catholic will reset. 90 seconds to go here in the first quarter. Game number four of the Heartland Hoops Classic. And now we're going to have a travel out front. And that's one thing when you only score 80 points a ballgame, you don't want to give up too many of those turnovers. Coming into the lineup for Central Catholic will be Noah Burnell.
0: He's a 5'9 junior. Yeah, and it takes time. You, you want to have those long possessions. Grant Allen, as we said, GICC averages about 40 a game. And then when you turn the ball over a few times, that takes you out of the style of play that you want to play.
1: Into front court, Seward going to the baseline. Good defense in there by Ryan Bernal this time. And the 5'9 senior will tie it up. Possession, Arrow will leave it with the white-clad Blue Jays. Blue Jays coming off a tough loss last night to York, dropping that ball game, by the score of 71 to 44. They had won a couple ball games, wins over Fall City and Fairbury in February. Seward will inbound it on the right-hand side, on the dribble, spins around in the lane. That's Corbin Ruth, and he loses it. another steal for Grand Island, Central Catholic. Central Catholic along the left-hand side. Burnell, the senior Burnell. Back up on top to Noah. Noah looking for Ryan. Now they're going to kick it over to the right-hand side just to the freshman, Jacob Herbert. A lot of youth out there for Tino Martinez. He's got in the starting lineup today. He had two freshmen, two juniors, and a sophomore. And now some substitutes coming in for Seward. Coming back into the ball game. Brevin Slope, and he has been a big part of this Seward offense. He picked up a run of eight points in a row for Seward. 45.3 seconds to go here in quarter one. Seward on top by 7 12, 5 Central Catholic triggers in from the far side. Top of the key, Ryan Burnell. Looking for a screen out there. To run the weave outside. This is the man that's went to the basket hard, Almira Gets trimmed or trapped on the baseline, but the ball will come down into the hands. And the freshman, nice job by Jacob herber.
0: And actually for, for Anspa because he was pinned in. there. I didn't think he'd even be able to get a shot off, and he got one close enough that Herbeck was able to get the offensive rebound.
1: Big play, cuts it back
0: to 5, 10
1: seconds. Slope takes the long three-pointer. No, they're going to say a long two for Brevin Slope. And Slope makes it a 14-7 ball game. And, and
0: Gottschalk steals the inbounds and was able to spin and, sh- and score at the buzzer. What a play by
1: Cole Gottschalk. We've closed out eight minutes of play. Wow. From Grand Island, it's Seward on top by 9, 16-7 over Grand Island Central Catholic. We'll be back in one minute.
3: When we buy something, we all want a great deal. But have you ever thought about a great deal on your home energy bill? A geothermal system from Carrier is a great deal. A geothermal system taps into the earth to capture free, renewable energy. About 45% of your energy bill goes to heating and cooling. You can save up to half in cooling, 70% in heating, and another 30 to 50% in hot water costs. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric, Plumbing, and
1: Heating. Call 308-236-6437 or 995-4481 today. Chuck Friesick back at the Heartland Event Center, and we go to game four here, and the Heartland Hoops Classic, and we've had a great morning and more games to come this afternoon. Five, six, seven, and eight. Columbus, SCOTUS, Adam Central will be right back at it on ESPN. That's set to go at about 4 p.m.
0: That'll be a great matchup, even though both of them kind of stubbed their toe here in the last week, losing to some uh, conference rivals. Grand Island Central
1: Catholic will have it on the alternating possession to open quarter number two. They're down by nine. 16-7, 16-7, to seven. Gehring, Almyra, Anspaul, Wenzel, and Herbeck on the floor.
0: Starters for both squads as we open quarter two. Again, GICC will be very patient here as they're trying to weave over there and kind of hope to uh, catch Seward napping at some point.
1: Seward on the defense, still playing that man-to-man on the outside. They've got Slope, Gonshaw, Fitzky, Ruth, and Sloan. Out there, the same 5-4 head man, Mark Sidlick, Driving penetration, kicks it out on the side. This is Chase Wenzel, little 12-footer up and in. And that's what they look for. They run patterns, they run patterns, and they try to kick it out and find an open man. That time the recipient, 6'2", junior Chase Wenzel. It's 16-9. to Stewart into front court, and now we're going to have a hand check way out away from the basket, and I'm not sure Tino Martinez wants that foul out of his freshman. He was chasing Wyatt Sloan about 25, 35 feet away from the basket.
0: He probably doesn't like that, but he has to love what he saw on the other end of the court. He can show that film and say, this is exactly how we run our offense on that last set.
1: Blue Jays will work it in, in front of their court, down in there. Bounce pass along the baseline. Height advantage definitely on the side of the Blue Jays, and they go inside this time to Brady Fitzke, the 6'5 senior, has his second basket. It's 18 9. Central Catholic into front court right here in front of us. Chase Wenzel back to the top of the key. They'll go into that patient set. Three it around the free throw line, then they'll run their post up. Screen away. And then they'll run a cutter through the lane, trying to find someone open, trying to catch one of the Blue Jays just a bit off. Along the left-hand side, this is Wenzel. This time he takes it all the way to the paint. Nice move by Chase Wenzel. It will bounce a couple times on the rim. Will not drop, but it will draw a foul on one of the Blue Jays.
0: And I like how GICC is not overly intimidated. They want to have good angles. They want to put up a good shot, obviously. But they're not intimidated to go in at those taller players for Seward. And Seward on the offensive end, if I'm them, I pound the rock inside almost every possession because yes. they have a huge size advantage.
1: Yeah, and the player that Grand Island Central Catholic has in there, Jacob's doing a nice job, but is a freshman. And there's always just a difference between freshmen to seniors. A lot there
0: absolutely is strength and size wise.
1: Second free throw is up and good by Wenzel. We have an 18 to 10 ball game here in quarter. Number two, six, 12 on the roll and a dribble into front court. Slope goes right hand side, back out on top to Ruth. Ruth now against the man-to-man defense uh, Grand Island Central Catholic and once again hand check away and definitely has been something that the officials have picked up on here in the state this year with the hand check.
0: Yeah, and that's it, been a point of emphasis, and you don't see it near as much, and it has opened up the flow of basketball games.
1: Ball will be tossed in by Seward. Two minutes into quarter two, working around the left-hand side, as we said, to Brevin Slope. Slope gets into the paint, tried to bounce past it there
0: to his big guy. Brady Fitzky, let's take a look at some of those stats from quarter number one. Well, Seward's shooting 67% from the field, 6 of 9, while GICC was 3 of 11. And really, I thought GICC had good looks, but only shooting 27% versus 67%, and that shows up on the scoreboard.
1: Ball trying to bounce it into the corner. They're trying to find Brevin's slope, but away from the ball, Brady Fitzky will set a screen. The official says that's a little bit too much of a screen, and we'll give it back to Grand Island Central Catholic. Fourth turnover on Seward here in the ball game. Grant Allen Central Catholic back within eight. Work a weave around the outside to Wenzel. Back out on top to Gehring. Gehring just a freshman. He and Herbeck both getting the start as freshmen here in the ninth annual Heartland Hoops Classic. Be something to do as a freshman, get a start in a tournament like this. On the right-hand side at the elbow, Almira gives it back to Gehring. Caring left hand side, they'll reset again. Patience, patience on Tino Martinez's squad. Now the ball trying to bounce past it right back to Elmira. It's going to be kicked out of bounds. 5 10 to go. Grand Island Central Catholic 10, Seward up by 8. They have an 18 10 lead. They led 16 to 7 at the end of the first quarter. Ball inbounds. They ran that play earlier to Elmira. This time Seward there waiting for it. And Slope with a steal. And as it's stolen right back by Grand Island Central, Catholic. Nice play there by Gary to get the ball back. And now the shot up and no good by Central Catholic down with the rebound for Seward. Colin Gottschalk and Seward will work it into front court, trying to double it up on the Crusaders. And now going up into the air for the Blue Jays was Cole Gottschalk. And he's going to be fouled, he's going to call a block on the Crusaders.
0: Almyra just a sophomore. You talked a little bit about the youth. He, he's going to get bigger. He's going to get stronger. He's going to be able to be a little bit more physical, same way with Herbeck.
1: Yeah, some nice skills. You can see there's some potential yeah. laying in there. They just need a little bit more, and I'm sure that's why Tino's working with a lot of these young squad. Into the corner, Seward. Seward to Class B school, 9 and 11, and they go inside to the big guy. That's Brady Fitzky, and Fitzke has a dozen, and it's 20 to 10. Or excuse it, me, a half a dozen.
0: I, I would have a steady diet of feeding the ball inside with this size advantage if I was Seward. Yeah, they have two 6'5 seniors in the starting lineup.
1: And right now, so far, Central Catholic has not made it easy to get it there. Central Catholic, a jumper from 16 feet away, bounces around, takes the friendly hop for Elmira. And the sophomore has his second basket. It's 20-12. to 12. At the other end, Slope leaves it outside for one of his big guys. This is Fitzky. Fitzke to the right-hand side, and now they're going to run the weave right in front of their head man, Mark Sidlick. Ball knocked out of bounds, but it's going to go out of the Dark Crusader and back into the Seward lineup will come number 32. This will be Riley Camp House.
0: They can in bring by- in a lot of size yes, off they the bench, do. can the Blue Jays.
1: And a lot of of seniority, too. A lot of these big guys are seniors. And it just shows across the shoulders in a lot of these buys. Slope on the left-hand side. Dribble drive. Kicks it back out for Ruth. Ruth off the glass and in. What a pretty little stop and jump for Corbin Ruth. Ruth has his first basket of the ball game. It's 22-12. The Jays by 10. He
0: jumped backwards. was at about a 30-degree angle with his body as he hit that shot.
1: I've always liked the nice shot off the glass. And when you can make it, it's really a pretty shot. Shot by the Crusaders. No good. Headed the other way are the Jays. They're up by 10 all the way to the paint. And Colin Gottschalk's going to have one of the Crusaders grab a hold of the basketball. And it's going to go to the Crusaders. Nice hands inside. That'll be turnover number four on the Seward Blue Jays. Back into the lineup for the Crusaders. Ryan Burnell in.
0: Gering was able to tie it up there. That's a good read by the freshman.
1: Ball tossed in from underneath. Brevin Slope. Up on top. Krause has it. Joseph Krause in, just a six-foot freshman, one of the few freshmen we've seen for Seward. Some of the difference, I think, you see from going from Class B to C, you don't see a lot of those youngsters making the varsity and making a move along the baseline, and we'll have a foul against the Crusaders, and they're going to call the foul on the freshman, Jacob Herbeck. At the free throw line to shoot a pair, this will be Clayton Pecorek.
0: Those bigger schools, Class A and B, you kind of have to wait your turn. You don't see a lot of freshmen and sophomore, but in, uh, in, in C and Class D action, you have fewer athletes to choose from. So if you're good enough, you do get in there. The size is not going to matter as much. Yeah, you, you, you know, you could have a straight, a lot of
1: these are going to have freshman programs. You're going to have the whole thing through, where a lot of those little ones, like I said, you're moving them right up to varsity. Two for two for Bekarak, and the lead is back now to 12, 24 to 12. In favor of Seward here in quarter number two. To the right-hand side, Central Catholic to Wenzel. Said Central Catholic will set, screen, and they'll move. Nice move this time down to right-hand side. He takes it in amongst the trees. Ryan Burnell cannot get it to go, but he will draw the foul with 2.41 left to go here in the half. And he'll earn a couple of charity tosses for the senior looking for his first score. Of the ball game.
0: Well, he was to get to the free throw line. He got exactly what he wanted there, and that was to go to line. And if that flip goes in, boogie for me, but he knew that he was going to draw at least a contact on the body there and get himself to the free throw line.
1: Yeah, 5 9 going inside against a couple of 6 5 guys. Like you said, it was good penetration. He got it up. He got the free throw here on the front end. Makes it 24 13.
0: If you can get those big guys a little foul
1: trouble, you don't have to see him later. There you go. Second one will not go. Can Seward run it down? Yes, they will. Brady Fitzky comes up with it. He'll leave it for Brevin Slope. As we said, Seward's offense will normally run through this 5'10 senior. All along, the paint stolen away. Good defense that time. Get the steal to Noah Burnell. Fifth turnover on Seward here in half number one. Grand Island Central Catholic penetration by Wenzel. Wenzel will kick it back out. Ryan and Noah Burnell. And now we're going to have a, this is a screen away from the ball. The official did not like, I think. And is this going to go on? I think it's on Toner. Colin Toner will pick up the foul. 6'2", Junior had just come off the bench for Tino Martinez. It was right around where Herbeck and Toner were, and that's probably a good spot for Tino Martinez to split those fouls up a little bit amongst the size that he does have on the bench of the Crusaders. Two minutes to go here in the half. Blue Jays work it to the baseline. Now durable penetration for Ruth. Shoots it up, can't get it to go. And down with the rebound, Crusaders are going to rush it towards front court. Rebound that time, came down to Chase Wenzel. Central Catholic will reset. One forty-four to go here in the second quarter. Back out on top for Wenzel. Back cut that time by Toner. Nobody saw him. It wouldn't have been a tough spot to find him. Now dribble, penetration. Wenzel's going to go to the baseline. Crusaders close that off. A little bit of help from one of his 6'5 partners inside. That time from Wyatt Sloan. Crusaders, a minute 19 to go. They trail by 11, 24-13. It was 16-7 at the end of the first eight minutes. Grand Island Central Catholic, patience. Patience. Seward staying in the man-to-man, and they've really done a good job of clogging it up inside. And so far, they've either, Randy, been able to make the switches or stayed with their man.
0: Yeah, they move their feet very, very well defensively, so, and they communicate. So don't do one thing, and they have your teammate think that you're doing the other. Central Catholic will run it, 50
1: seconds to go. See if they would hold for the last one. Now they're going to dribble penetration along the side. Colin Toner, the junior, kicks it back out to Noah Burnell. Burnell dribbling back across the middle. Out penetration, double-teamed that time by the Jays, and they'll have to kick it back out of their hands to Ryan Burnell, left-hand side to Colin Toner. We're going to have a timeout. Tino Martinez is going to take one with 31.2 seconds to go in, half number one. It's Seward 24, Grand Island Central Catholic 13. We'll be back in one minute. Play
3: ball!
1: This time out brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC. Central Catholic will have it. with just 31.2 seconds, and I'm sure they'd be happy to take a bucket here into the locker room at halftime and cut it under 10. Central Catholic along the left-hand side to Elmira. They leave it right here now in front of the Seward bench. 20 seconds. They've taken over a minute off on just this possession down the floor.
0: Oh, it's about a minute and 45 now.
1: Jack Gearing, the freshman, bounces it back out on top. Burnell on the dribble being picked up there by Joseph Cruz, also a freshman for the Blue Jays. Dribble penetration inside. This will draw a whistle. Nice penetration that time by Jack Gearing. Nice use of his left hand, got into the lane, and it will draw a foul and a couple of
0: free throws with just 2.3 seconds left to go in the half. Well, his basketball IQ is pretty good. One, he understood that there wasn't a whole lot of time left, and they had to get a shot up. Two, he also understood that getting the body contact was probably more likely to be successful and get to the free throw line versus uh, putting up the shot that he was going to be forced to take.
1: First free throw by the five-trend freshman is good. He now has four. He had the first three points of the ball game on a long three-pointer. It's now 24-14. Free throw, second one up, and no good. Long pass to the other end intended and caught. And I catch down there by Cole Gottschalk. But we've ended half of play from the Heartland Hoops, game number four. It's Seward 24, Grand Island Central Catholic 14. We'll be back after this timeout.
4: Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club. Whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back. See Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine.
1: Chuck Friesick back at game number four, the Heartland Zoops Classic. It's Grand Island Central Catholic trailing by 10 at halftime to the Blue Jays of Seward. Seward out of the Central 10 Conference, a Class B school, while the Crusaders out of the 18 Central or Centennial Conference, and they are C1, so very competitive ball game here. And as we said, we anticipate, Randy, a little bit of a slowdown in tempo from the Winnebago game, and we've seen that but it is very competitive. Both teams kind of know what they have to hitch their hopes to.
0: Yeah, and they, they know who they are, and they know what style of ball that they have to play. And, and for GICC, this is what, who they are. I mean, even when they have um, all-state type of caliber of players, what they like to do are the same sort of elements that you see out there today. That is the handoff weave, be patient, uh, look for your good shot, don't put up a, a shot without being in rhythm. I mean, their shot selection is very, very good. They haven't uh, been able to really connect a whole lot here, And, and for Seward, they've kind of started to understand a little bit that they need to pound the ball inside. They've gone inside a little bit, but they, again, when they get the opportunity to run and before GICC sets up the offense, they can score in transition if they want to. But, again, I think for the most part, you might see Seward pound the ball inside a whole lot more here in the second half. The
1: halftime being brought to you by Ravana Sanitation says your trash is our treasure serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravana Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages. Let's take a look at the unofficial scoring totals at halftime. I have Ryan Burnell off the bench for Tino Martinez. He has one for two at the free throw line. The senior with one point at halftime. Jack Gehring, the freshman, leads the team in scoring along with Myra Elmira both with four points. Jack got the first score of the ballgame, a three-pointer. He is one for two at the free-throw line in the second quarter, so he has four points. At halftime, sophomore Almira had a two-point basket in the first quarter, added one in the second. He has four, and then three points for Chase Wenzel. The final two go to freshman Jacob Herbeck. So you can see a lot of that youth coming through for Tino Martinez here in half number one.
0: And you're going to see a lot of growth in this basketball team. Again, he started all underclassmen. Uh, when when Garing gets a little bit bigger and stronger, especially Herbeck, once he kind of thickens out that chest a little bit, and he, who knows? He's 6'5 now. Well, he might be able to add on a couple of inches because only as a freshman. I'm sure he's not done growing just yet and uh, get him a little bit more size. The, the issue for Herbeck is he does a good job. He understands how tall he is. He plays tall. He keeps his hands up high uh, defensively on offense. He keeps the ball up high when it's there. The problem is Wyatt Sloan and Brady Fitsky are about twice as thick as he is. And so pounding against them the entire game, that's tough. For a freshman to be able to do, pounding against two guys who are not only three years older than you, they're also uh, you're spotting them about 50 pounds. And Herbick
1: in the first or in the first half, has scored two. He's really only given up six points. And as you said, you would think Seward might try to exploit that a little more in the second half. Pitsky, Brady, the six-five senior for Seward, came through with a half a dozen. But they've held Sloan scoreless. They had Camp House in, who's another big body for Seward at six-four, and they have not scored here in the first half. So it's been a good team defense so far in the first half for Grand Island Central Catholic.
0: It has been. I mean, and they move the ball very – they move their feet very well, and they communicate. And so if there's a screen, they fight through the screen, or they communicate that I'm sliding off of it. They do a great job of always being in the right defensive position. And the problem for them is down by 10 – and they want to play a slow-paced game, it's hard to come back. I mean, you have to really kind of start right out of the gate here in the second half of slowly chipping away at this because you're not going to get 10 points scored in the span of a minute and a half with a fast-paced team like Winnebago or Amherst that we saw earlier today.
1: All right, let's take a look at Seward scoring in the first half for Mark Sidlick and the Blue Jays. They are led by 5'10 senior Brevin Slope. He has 10 points at halftime. I have him three for four at the free throw line. He has one three-pointer, two two-point baskets, so sl- or Slope has ten. Six points for 6'5", senior Brady Fitske, and then two points apiece for Gottschalk, Pecorak, Ruth, and Camphouse. We'll take... A look at some more stats. Randy, you want to run down? We've got some shooting stats, I believe, for yeah. both of the teams here in half number one.
0: For Grand Island Central Catholic here in the first half, they were 5 of 14, shooting 36% from the field. Seward is 9 of 13 for 69%. The rebounding edge goes to Seward. You'd expect that with their size advantage. They pulled down 10 rebounds compared to 5 here for GICC. The uh, Crusaders turned the ball over seven times. The Blue Jays with four turnovers. And uh, three pointers, not a lot of shots for either team. Both teams are uh, one for one so far here in the ball game. GICC is three out of six from the free throw line, so they're shooting 50%. Meanwhile, Seward is five out of six; they're shooting 83%. And uh, so your shooting numbers—it's really the shooting that's the difference of the ball game here. GICC shooting 36%, while Seward is shooting 69%. That gives them a couple more. Uh, Buckets, uh, there is there's about five extra points there. Plus from the free throw line, they've had the same number of attempts, two more makes here for Seward, total all those up, and you end up having a ten point advantage here for Seward, twenty-four to fourteen. All right, Chuck Friesick, Randy Bushcutter at game number four
1: from the Heartland Hoops Classic edition number nine, and we'll have all the games here on our sister or our stations. And right now we're on ESPN 1460,
0: 1550. And, Brandy, we're going to be right back with Columbus SCOTUS Adams Central right yeah, here. Yeah, Brandon Peoples will have the call here in a little bit. And then a second game with uh, St. Cecilia, a second Hastings game. St. Cecilia will be taking on Sydney. But by then we should be done with uh, wrestling over in Cambridge, which is on our sister station right now. Classy hits 98-9, and we'll be back on Classic Hits for the 545 game between St. Cecilia and Sydney. We'll stay on Classy Hits the rest of the night as the 730 game has Aurora taking on Wahoo Newman. And then the highlight of the evening will be the 915 game as the top-ranked team in Class A here in Nebraska. Omaha South will take on the number two team from Colorado, Overland The Trailblazers from Aurora, Colorado, they are the number two team in the state of Colorado. And uh, regional rankings for these two teams, I think Omaha is uh, six by the USA today. Excuse me, Omaha South is number three in the region by the USA today. And Overland Park is uh, number six. So it's going to be a great matchup. And really, anybody's ballgame.
1: Yeah, and some outstanding players on both sides. I think we have a top 100 or top 150 for the Colorado squad Coming in, he's an Indiana, I believe, recruit. Yep, yeah, signed Indiana. With Indiana. And then Arup, who has signed with Nebraska. And so signed
0: it with Nebraska a couple of years ago, signed as
1: a freshman. All right, let's take this time out. We'll come back. We're not far away from action in half number two.
3: Life is hectic. Schedules are full. Hi, this is Chris Kasky with Home Federal Bank. We've got the tools to make your life easier with convenient online banking, mobile banking, and mobile deposit. Fast, secure, and free. Giving you peace of mind and one less thing to worry about in your busy schedule. We're here for you today. We'll be here tomorrow. And we'll do it together. Build your future at home. Home Federal Bank. Member FDIC. Equal Housing Lender.
1: Chuck Friesick in the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. We'd like to welcome you here. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC, Chuck Friesick, Randy Bushcutter. Grand Island Central Catholic just back out of the locker room. Seward has been out a bit. As we said, Seward coming in here with a loss to York last night by the score of 71-44. They had picked up a couple of wins in February. Win over Fall City 59-36 and then over Fairbury by the score of 54-39, taking a look at Grand Island Central Catholic. They had a win over Lexington to open up their play in February, 53-41, and then a couple of tough ones, Wahoo and Hastings-St. Cecilia were losses.
0: And, again, for Seward, if I'm them, I pound the rock inside. You've got the size advantage, and they haven't taken full advantage of that yet. And if you're GICC, you can still be patient. Run your offense, just take care of the ball, and hopefully these shots will fall where they've got good looks but haven't been able to... Get the ball to go in. Our seeds of success brought to you by your Pioneer seed representative, Craig Weges. Pioneer knows more about seeds with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. Get the best for your field this year with Craig Weges, your Pioneer seed dealer. Science with service, delivering success.
1: Grand Island Central Catholic will get it on the unalternating possession to open the second half, rolling down through the lane. Shot up and no good for Anspaugh, and down with the rebound are the Blue Jays. Not a lot of second opportunities in the ball game for Grand Island Central Catholic against this height of the Blue Jays. Slope, Gonshock, Fitzky, Ruth, and Sloan on the floor for Seward. Central Catholic opens with their starters. Gehring, Elmira, Anspa, Wenzel, and Herbick shot along the baseline. No good by the Blue Jays. Down with the rebound for Central Catholic. Almira, a mile right into front court, Three-pointer on the way and no good for Anspa. Ball will be kicked out to Brevet Slope, and Slope will dribble it towards midcourt. Headed towards minute number one is out of the way here in quarter number three. I Houston Arena. Ball goes inside, and Randy, there's where you wanted to go all night long. Pass inside to Brady Fitzky and Fitzky has eight, and the lead is
0: 12, 26, 14. And the Crusaders have had good looks their first two possessions, just haven't had the shots to the fall. There's been nothing wrong with their shot selection. Fitzky will knock the ball away. We'll
1: have a player down on the floor. This is going to be called on Brady Fitzky, the 6'5 senior for Seward, going to the floor that time for Central Catholic Chase Wenzel, a 6'2 junior. First substitute for Tino Martinez in the third quarter will be Jonah Bales,
0: 5'10 sophomore. Good hands there for Jack Gehring after the ball was knocked loose by Fitzky, Gehring got it back and was able to collect the foul. Ball out on top.
1: Ryan Burnell also into the lineup now for The Crusaders, he'll kick it cross court. Dribble penetration, then back out on top to Garing, Freshman along the baseline, shot up this time, will not go for Bales. So Bales gets in, gets a nice pass from Burnell, but cannot finish. And it goes over to the Blue Jays. 26-14, if you're just joining us. Seward on on top by a dozen. Baseline move, spun up and in. And Brady Fitzke. And I think the Blue Jays have their
0: microphone on Randy. Randy, they have went to the big guy in both times here in the third quarter. And, again, they now have built that lead out to 14. And just do that a few more times, and then you really can set the tone for what you want to do from there on out. Nice dribble penetration by Ryan Burnell back out on top for
1: Gehring. Gehring into the corner, three-pointer up, and no good. Rebound will come towards the Seward Blue Jays, and they're on the roll. Corbin Ruth, a little bit maybe of confidence has come towards the Blue Jays here as we open up quarter number three. Along the outside to Brevin Slope. Slope looking inside again. They wanted to go to Fitzky right away. Now the dribble to the right hand side to Ruth. Here comes Slope down the lane and they're going to have, I believe, a hand check called way out away from the basket underneath. And the call is going to go on Central Catholic. And this is going to go on Aiden Anspa, is where the foul will go
0: on the 6 2 junior. And a couple of advantages for Seward when you got guys posting up like that, it will create lanes to drive through for your offense.
1: Ball kicked in by the Blue Jays. They go to Gottschalk on the right-hand side. Gottschalk towards the paint, and he is going to be fouled. 5.26 to go here in quarter number three. And to the free-throw line, our first attempts of the second half will go to Cole Gottschalk. Shoots this one up just a bit long. Back into the Central Catholic lineup. Myra Elmira, the 6'2 sophomore, coming out. Jack Goering, the freshman. So the youth movement continuing for Central Catholic. Second free throw, not good. So Gottschalk leaves a couple. Central Catholic will rush it to the far end. Just inside the three point line. Two pointer up and in for Chase Wenzel. And this is what Tino Martinez and the Crusaders need a few more of those. It's 28 16.
0: Caught that in rhythm. That was a good open look for him.
1: Yeah, you could tell it just looked good when he started it off. Ball goes inside. And there it goes to Brady Fitske. So Fitske, who had six in 16 minutes in the first half, has six here in the opening three minutes. Along the outside, penetration by Anspa. Nice move by Aiden. Aiden, the junior, takes it all the way to the basket. He has his first two points of the ballgame, 30-18. Right back, Seward, and the man putting it up, man, Brevin Slope. Slope had the first eight for Seward. Now it has a dozen. It's 32-18. Central Catholic. has
0: really picked up.
1: Yes, it has. And a lot of that Central Catholic has just started to attack the basket early in the possession. And now down at the baseline, a good close off there that time. Shutting down the baseline. Cole Gottschalk and the player will go out of bounds and it'll be a turnover. Give the ball back to Seward. Sewer to bring it up. This is Brevin Slope, 5'10", senior. He's the point guard and floor general for the Jays out of the Central 10 Conference. He said 9-11 on the season. Right-hand side. See if they try to go right back into Brady Fitzky. He's been the man of the quarter. Running the weave outside, trying to get this man-to-man defense. And Grand Island Central Catholic with an aggressive man-to-man. A little more, maybe a little more
0: Pizzazz in that defense yeah. for Central Catholic here in the third quarter. Well, the Crusaders are playing with a lot more energy, too, and Burnell was all over the court pressuring the basketball when it was up top.
1: Slope, inbounds pass, going to dribble drive, gets into the paint, tried to go to Fitzky, tossed away, and a nice deal by Grand Island Central Catholic. Good defense. See if they can cut into the lead of the Jays. Out to the right-hand side, three-pointer on the way, just a bit short for Ryan Burnell. Ball will bounce out and it'll go to the Jays. Jays have a man open at the other end of the court. Can't find him, and they'll reset. Three-pointer from right here in front of us. Just a bit short that time. Ball shot up there by Carbon Ruth. Right back come the Crusaders. So the movement up and down the floor much quicker here in the second half. Three minutes left to go in quarter three. 32-18. Ball passed into the corner. Nice 12-foot spin around. Shot up and no good by Chase Wenzel. And one shot as it was in the first half, and not surprising with the height advantage and the size advantage that Seward has inside. Yeah,
0: even Fiske, when he fell down after getting that rebound, he still was able to get it out to another tall target and save the possession.
1: Jays can't get it to go with under three minutes to go here in the third quarter. The other way, three-pointer on the way, rolls around, looks at it, will not go. That time for Anspa. Down to the other end we go. Seward's going to get a layup, and off the glass, Corbin Ruth
0: has his second basket. Of the ball game, it's 34-18. Yeah, two 25-foot passes there, both right on the money, and that allows you to get up court very quickly. Central Catholic on the left-hand side.
1: Tell Myra. Amaura getting to the baseline, tried to go cross court with it, stolen away, and the Jays are on the roll. This is Brevin Slope all the way to the basket. And, no, they're going to call the foul. I said, yes, he did. He's going to count the basket. Brevin Slope will get the basket, give him four in the quarter, 14 on the ball game. And it's out to a 36-18 lead for the Blue Jays. And the old-fashioned three-pointer will
0: come the way of the Southpaw shooting Brevin Slope. Well, Stewart right now doing a nice job of both running very effectively after getting the rebound or the turnover getting up court. And They've also, when they got in the half-court set, started working the ball to the inside.
1: Slope will high the basket. Southpaw puts it up, puts it in. Largest lead of the ball game is 19. It's 37-18 and we're maybe seeing a little bit of the depth difference between a Class B school right now and Class C.
0: And, and again, there's years that uh, GICC has a lot of depth, but this just is not one of those years. Three-pointer on the way this time by Ann's ball. It will
1: not go, and we're going to have a foul away from the shot, and I think it's going to be a rebounding foul. We'll go on the Jays, and it will, so we'll stay at the far end. Into the Jays lineup now, Clayton Pekarak, a six-one senior. Coming out of the lineup, Brady Fitzky going back in. Wyatt Sloan But a big quarter for Brady Fitske to open it up. He had six in the first half. He picked up six here in the third quarter. He'll get a rest with a minute 50 to go. Three-pointer on the way. Shot up and just will not go for Jack Garing. Rebound bounces long Elmira. They'll keep it at the far end. Nice job for the size they're giving up. Grand Island Central Catholic doing a good job on the boards. Blue Jays also now have
0: in six-foot freshman Joseph Krause. Well, don't, don't question the effort, because GSEC is going to play hard all 32 minutes. That, that's also a trademark of a uh, Tino, Marti- Tino Martinez team. Inbounds by
1: Central Catholic. 90 seconds now to go in quarter three. Down the lane, shot up, no good. Down with the rebound, Wyatt Sloan. Quickly Seward into front court. Dribble drive by Pecorac, and he's going to be fouled. Shot will not count. And we're going to have A foul. And they're going to call it, I believe, on the ground. They're going to call the foul on Grand Island Central Catholics, Aiden Ansbaugh.
0: Remind everybody that these games do stream live at Platriverpreps.com And that internet streaming brought to you by the University of Nebraska Kearney. We are difference makers. Call to schedule the campus visit.
1: Noah Burnell into the lineup. The 5'9 junior for Tino Martinez. Ball kicked out around the right-hand side, dribbling across the top. Seems like that offense has come in a lot here in the last year or two where they have a lot of dribbles across the top. They run the weave along the top. Yep. It seems like years you didn't see that, but now last year or two it's become very, very important for a lot of squads.
0: Yeah, um, Beatrice did that for years and years and years and had a lot of tremendous success with it, now it's moved out to the other part of the state.
1: Pecorac will dribble, left-hand dribble all around. Nice defense pick up there by Jonah Bales, Bales We'll force out the dribble. Looks like Seward may play for one to go here. Less than a minute to go. 45 seconds, in fact. Seward, 37. Grand Island Central Catholic, 18. Don't go away. We'll have more action here on ESPN. 1460, 1550. Columbus, Scotus, Adam Central set to go at four o'clock. Dribble down the right hand side. Shot up. Maybe forced it just a bit, but the rebound comes down to the big guy, Wyatt Sloan. And he looks like he'd be comfortable on a football field, Randy.
0: (laughs) I think he knows how to put on a helmet. You know, and again, you got that shot close enough that you uh, get that offensive rebound. Doesn't have to be a great shot as long as you get it close enough for the rebound.
1: Sloan makes it 39 18, 10 seconds left to go. Central Catholic at the far end. Ball to Burnell. Burnell will dribble through the lane, kick it back out. Three pointer on the way. Central Catholic has just not been able to make the connection. And at the end of three quarters, it's Seward by 21. Seward 39, Grand Island Central Catholic 18. We'll be back after this timeout.
2: Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life with two locations in Kearney the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation. A very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy, and Sports Center.
1: Chuck Friesick back. we got eight minutes left on the clock in regulation. Quarter four of game number four here from the Heartland Hoops. Classic number nine. That's some great action here today. If you're in the Grand Island area, stop on by. Still four more games to go here, and you can catch them all on our network of stations. Randy will be back later tonight. Big game between Omaha South and Overland. Scheduled to go at 9.15. Seward with the possession. We'll open it up here, and now we're going to have a screen, I believe, called away from the ball. And I think Wyatt, Lone put, Wyatt Sloan just put that helmet on and got a good block.
0: <laughs> yeah, it kind of rolled through there. And, uh, again, it, it play, you want to play physical if you're a Seward. And that time they kind of got caught with it. This special
1: in-game moment brought to you by the special people at Assera Care Hospice caring for the moments that matter with locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York serving all of the Tri-Cities and beyond. Call Acera Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. Central Catholic after the offensive foul, kicks it into front court, three-pointer on the way, no good. But what a nice effort inside by the sophomore, Elmira. He's going to keep it alive for Central Catholic. Dribble penetration this time by Garing. the freshman, tried to go inside the Jonah Bales. Ball will be knocked away by Seward. 7.09 on the clock, 39-18. We haven't broken ice here yet in quarter number four. Just four points for Central Catholic in the third quarter, two for Anspawn, two for Wenzel. On the other side, 15 went up on the board for the Blue Jays.
0: I think is going to be special once he gets a little bit more size, and that's going to probably help his vertical as well.
1: Well, he looks athletic out there. Ball inside, shot up. This time, the rebound comes down into the hands of Wyatt Sloan, and he'll leave it for Brady Fitzke. I don't think Brady really wanted to dribble it up, but he'll leave it for the point guard, Brevin Slope. Inside they go in Wyatt Sloan on the block, and there's just not an answer, and you can't expect anyone five eleven to go against these six four, six five guys when they get that deep Randy.
0: And again, they play tall. They keep the hands up high, they stick their big butt into you and create a little bit of a space. It's really hard to defend.
1: First two points go to the Jays. They now are out on top by the score of 41-18. eighteen. Three pointer on the way and
0: no good. And this has forced Grand Island South Catholic to come out of that very patient offense. They've got to go a lot more quickly here, down by 23 with a 6.5 to go.
1: And yet, you can understand the good coaching because they realize they have to come out. It may not be the way they want to play, but they need to shoot if they're going to get back in it. Right,
0: yeah, and they, they haven't given up on it. You go in there with four minutes, and if you're still down by 23, then you can go back to the old style. But you have to make the effort to get the W. Drive down the right-hand side by... Corbin Ruth,
1: and he'll be fouled by Jack Gehring. And for Gehring, I believe that's foul number four on the
0: freshman. Going back to your point, Chuck, I mean, it, you, you want to be consistent with your coaching, but you don't want to be stubborn either. You know, the, the situation does dictate that you have to change up here if you want to come back and win the game.
1: Second free throw will come the way of the six-one junior, Corbin Ruth. Jays put up the shot. This one rolls off the front Let gets a little bit of a friendly roll. It's 42-18. Dribbling it up, Jack Gearing, the freshman, bounces it right-hand side. Dribble penetration by Anspaw all the way to the paint. Decides to kick it back out. Goes to the right-hand side to Bales. Bales back out on top to Anspaw, trying to go back inside to Bales. And once again, that Seward height inside, 6'5", 6'4", making it tough for 5'10", and 5'11", guys, to make a pass inside. Yeah,
0: and it, they have long arms, They and they also do move their feet as well. I mean, you can talk about hustling all you want as a smaller player, but if the bigger guy... Hustles, it's still not going to work for you.
1: Ball passed inside, knocked away. Brevin Slope will get it. He'll take it to the other end. The southpaw puts it up off glass. They forced him to the left-hand side, and he said, that's all right. I'm a lefty. I'll put it in, and he makes it 44-18. So the first five points of the quarter go to the Jays. Grand Island Central Catholic works at left-hand side. Now they bounce it. To Elmira, Elmira goes inside, can't get it to go. Sloan this time just reaches up, had it in his hands, and now Wyatt's going to pick up a foul, I believe. And this will go on the 6'5 senior with 5.22 to go in regulation. Next ball game up, you can hear it right here on 1460, 1550. We Columbus, SCOTUS, and Adams Central, the number two and three teams in Class C-1.
0: You're getting to see a great preview of the state basketball tournament. If the teams we think are going to get there actually get down there, C-1, C-2 field well represented here at the Heartland Hoops Classic. You have the top three teams in both classes. And right back will bounce at 545.
1: That'll go over to KKPR. Hastings, St. Cecilia, number one in C-2 against Sydney. Out of Class B and out west, we'll just see how out west basketball looks. Well,
0: sydney has got a long bus ride. I think they played at Chatteron last night, so they had a long. They didn't want the 9 a.m. game. Let's just say that one out of two for Elmira. It's 44-19. Five
1: minutes to go in regulation. Seward into front court. They have some new bodies. Alec Hansen out there, 5'9", five-nine senior. Also Joseph Cruz, six-foot senior. Riley Camphouse back in, and Camphouse six-four. And he puts it in off the glass and in. Riley Camphouse has his first basket of the second half. He has four on the afternoon. 46-19 at the other end, driving down the lane. And he'll draw the whistle. Aiden
0: Anspaugh taking it to the hole. Again, even with guys that haven't been out there a lot, Alec Hansen, five, 9 sure. But, again, very thick. You know, the, the, the size isn't just how tall you are, but also how how, how thick, how heavy you are, and how you are able to kind of carry that weight. And, and Hanson, 5'9", again, a very thick-chested kid, very strong kid, and athletic basketball player. And they were able to
1: work that man-to-man, and as you said, they communicated while they moved their feet well, and they didn't let Grand Island Central Catholic get away from them when they were running that offense early in the game. Yep, absolutely. All right, Seward will have it now, 46-21, as the free throws go in for Anspa. Down the baseline, drive shot up by the Jays, Clayton Peckrack. It will not go, but it's rebounded, and the rebound goes to Riley Camphouse, and Camphouse trying to knock it off of one of the Crusaders. Will not. It says he's on the end line. 4.22 to go in regulation. Seward on top comfortably, 46-21. On the dribble, the freshman Jack Gearing up front, and a steal away this time. Alec Hansen, 5'9", senior. Can he go coast to coast? He'll go hard to the floor and everybody there to pick him up, officials making sure, and the effort's not going on from either squad. Oh, Jack
0: Herring was back with a tremendous amount of hustle, making sure he didn't get an easy bucket, and he hit the arm and he committed the foul. They got kind of tangled up there a little bit, but he wasn't too far away from being able to get the clean block, and it was because of great hustle. So you see some positive things coming down the road here for the Crusaders. They did not start a senior uh, here in the game.
1: And they're going to make a bunch of substitutions. A lot of these youngsters have been in the ballgame for Central Catholic. Ryan Bernal, Noah Bernal back into the lineup. Freshman, or excuse me, Colin Toner will come into the lineup along with freshman Jacob Herbeck. So Herbeck back into the lineup. And the final Central Catholic. And I believe this is the first action for Jackson Anderson, the 5'11 senior. So... Tino getting a lot of his young players in here and players who have not seen action. First
0: free throw for Alec Hansen up and no good. He would love to have Treyton Rule, the 6'6 senior, out there, but the injury prevents that. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting back the game of life. Two locations in Kearney.
1: Alec Hansen, second free throw up and no good. Rebound brought down by Herbeck, but he has it stolen away. Seward will have it halfway through quarter number four. 46-21 if you're just joining us on ESPN 1460, 1550. Chuck Friesick and Randy along. And, Randy, it's been a full day for you already.
0: Oh, yeah, but, you know, we've split splitting the first four games here. We'll have uh, all eight games here in a little bit. Uh, Brandon Peoples will come along for the call of Adam Central and SCOTUS here on ESPN. And then he'll have the call of St. Cecilia and Sydney on Classic Hits 98.9 at 545. And then I'll do the last couple. But if people
1: haven't been here, a great day for basketball for anybody that enjoys basketball.
0: Yeah, and we've already had one outstanding game already between Winnebago and Gothenburg. And Peckerack puts in a pair of free
1: throws. It's 48-21. Seward now back on top by 27. Winnebago hit a
0: three-pointer at the buzzer to win it. I should probably mention that.
1: It was a very, very good ball game. We got a lot of good chances. So if you're still in the Grand Island area, don't be afraid to stop down. You'll still get your money's worth. Ball kicked out around the outside, and we're going to have a foul called at the 345 mark, and it looks like Mark Sidlick, Wade Miller, and Kaski Makey are going to sign some new players to put in for the Jays. Brett Myers, 6'3", freshman, headed to the floor. Also, Parks Kesslering, he's a 5'9", sophomore for the Jays. Also coming in, Nate Lateris, he's a 6'4", freshman,
0: so a lot of heights still coming back yeah. for Seward. And uh, you mentioned uh, still getting your money's worth, the warm-up, and the extended warm-up period for Omaha South and Overland. That might be worth the, ex- the uh, price of admission right there. Free throw rolls around, doesn't want to go in, but it does for Ryan
1: Burnell, and it drops in there. And Ryan now has two for three at the free throw line, makes it
0: 48-22. The officials let them have a little bit of fun with their warm-up, and uh, they find out how many lobs and dunks they can make and try to extend their three-point shooting out to about midcourt.
1: Second free throw up and no good. Good effort inside. Freshman shoots it up. That's Jacob Herbeck. Came down with the rebound and tried to put it back up, and now we'll have a whistle stop play with 341 on the clock here in quarter number four. And to the free throw line for the Jays will come Derek Holtorf. Holtorf, a 6'2
0: freshman. So, again, size, as you mentioned, for uh, Seward all the way up and down the uh, lineup here as the uh, free throw for Holtorf is up and good. He's uh, got a nice uh, stroke there for a freshman.
1: Yeah, they do, and you can see that there's, like you said, there's a lot of height coming back into this Blue Jay lineup as they go through this year, and the second one up and good.
0: I would say Holtorf is not done growing based on the size of those feet. 50-22, 339 to go here. Well, it's what I see. I mean, it's true. (laughs)
1: He has got a chance to grow some, I would guess. Shot along the way. Three-pointer has just not been kind no. to Grand Island Central Catholic today, and I'm sure there's days in the gym they can go in and shoot it for Tino, Rob Mezik, Jason Zalesny, Terry Fredericks, and the assistants, and they've seen a lot of the Central Catholic players shoot it through in the gym. But today, here at IHU's Arena, it has just not wanted to drop.
0: Well, then that moment ago was a, another example, a terrible pass for uh, Seward, They throw it in a bad area, and Jackson Anderson, it goes off of him um, because it was too far away. It wasn't even ready for the pass.
1: Ball inside. Seward sets it up. Can't get it to go. Down with the rebound are the Crusaders. Van Stevenson now a 5'11 junior in there for Grand Island Central Catholic. Work it to the left-hand side to Noah Burnell. Back out on top to Jackson Anderson. Baseline drive by Burnell. Again, you still want to work your offense. You're still building for the future here. And I think especially when he's got all these youngsters now in there, there's no doubt he's just going to tell them, let's do the things that we do and let's run it. The game is no doubt. I mean, the game is over. I mean, as far as it's just the final score. The, for the,
0: the, the fate has been determined here on how this game is going to turn out. You're down by 28 with 243 to go. But again, you want to build for the future. That's why these younger kids are out there. It's not just a reward for practice. It's uh, practicing for the future. This is, you can't recreate game situations like you can in a game.
1: Noah Burnell puts in the first of two free throws. The right hand 5'9 junior makes it 50 23. Junior will shoot the second. Off the lip, will not go. Down with the rebound, Brett Meyer for the Jays. 2 37 to go here. Jays will work at right hand side. It's a three pointer on the way up and in. Brett Meyer. Says the distance is no problem for him. It's 53 23. Grand Island Central Catholic to the far end.
0: Just a freshman, but still 6 3. That size for Seward is throughout their lineup.
1: Jackson Anderson, left hand side. Go around the top. Central Catholic will reset to Burnell. Dribble penetration, nice time down the lane, and we're going to have a foul. On Seward with 2.05 left to go here. Seward 53, Grand Island Central Catholic 23. Scores earlier today. Amherst, winner by 30 over Bruning Davenport Chickley, 70 to 40. Riverside out of D2, picks up a 71-48 win over Clearwater Orchard. And in the toughest battle of the day, it was Winnebago winning it on a last-second shot, 80 to 78, and a great effort for the Gothenburg Swedes. Second free throw up and in. It's 53-25. Ball stolen away on the left-hand side. Jackson Anderson all the way to the basket. Has it knocked away by the Jays under two minutes to go. Seward on the roll towards us right here on the west end. Into the corner. Unloads the three-pointer again. This one just a bit long. Brett Meyer had no problem putting up one earlier. Go right back to Meyer in the corner. This one caught the wind in Ihusen in arena and does not make connection, but we'll go to the other end on the move. Noah Burnell back out on top to Colin Toner long two pointer on the way this time for Jackson Anderson. No good. Seward on the outlet pass ahead to Alex Hansen. Still some nice things. Hansen's going to attack. What a nice pass from Alex Hansen to Derek Holtorf. So they have been listening in practice, Randy. A nice pass.
0: Yeah, that was unselfish and kind of a no-look pass and a great read there.
1: 55-25, we got a minute to go here. Grand Island Central Catholic will close out the regular season, as we said, as they will, I believe, play St. St. Paul. Paul.
0: Yep, St. Paul.
1: 55.8, ball knocked out of bounds by Seward.
0: We'll be in boys' subject before you
1: know it. The girls' subject starts on Monday. That's yeah, unbelievable how fast the winter season's went away. Pass tossed inside, and it's going to be knocked out of bounds, and it'll go off at Crusader, go right back to Seward, and they'll have it for the final 54.1, if that's what they opt to do. With all the youngsters that are on the floor, they may just let them go ahead and attack the basket here. Seward moving to the right-hand side. Now they go try to go inside, and now he's going to be fouled. And going to the free-throw line will be Derek Holtorf, the 6'2 freshman foul on the Crusaders with 42.2
0: seconds to go. You still like them? Don't just put the ball in your hip. These guys don't only get to play so many minutes through the course of the year. Don't get to play in this environment very often. Go out there and let them play.
1: And this is a case where you it isn't like the starters happen to hold it. There's any chance of anybody come back. You've got all youngsters. This is a great thing, as you said. Let the kids play as well as they can.
0: Yeah, have them, let them have a little fun. They've earned it.
1: Haltorf with a good fourth quarter. I have him with a half a dozen. It's 57-25. Seward out on top. Into the corner. Central Catholic. Dribble drive. Penetration that time by Jackson Anderson. Seward will end up with it. Got in there amongst the big trees and the Jays. We'll have it. 25 seconds to go. Dribble into front court by Alec Hansen. Hallin's right side. Kicked back to Nate Lateris. Lateris is going to try to go down the lane. Whistles are pretty much put away by the officials. Eight seconds. Attacked to the other end by Noah Burnell, and it's going to roll out of bounds. They're going to just keep it at the far end. Four seconds left to go. Seward will pick up their 10th win on the season. They will move to 10 and 11. Ball tossed in, shot up, will not go. And we have closed it out from game number four of the Heartland Hoops Classic Edition, number nine. It's Seward, 57, Grand Island Central Catholic, 25. We'll be back after this. timeout.
3: Life is hectic. Schedules are full. Hi, this is Chris Kasky with Home Federal Bank. We've got the tools to make your life easier with convenient online banking, mobile banking, and mobile deposit. Fast, secure, and free, giving you peace of mind and one less thing to worry about in your busy schedule. We're here for you today. We'll be here tomorrow. And we'll do it together. Build your future at home, home federal bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
4: New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery in Kearney, Nebraska is excited to welcome Dr. Nolan May to its team. As a Nebraska native with training in orthopedic surgery and sports medicine, Dr. May is excited to bring his knowledge and skills to Husker Loper Nation. Call 308-865-2570 today to learn more about Dr. May and New West Sports Medicine or to schedule an appointment. No referral is necessary and all major insurances are accepted. Call 308-865-2570. Indeed.
1: Chuck Friesick back here at the Heartland Hoops Classic, and it is all Seward in the second half as they put up 33 points in the second half while they hold Grand Island Central Catholic to 11. It was 24 to 14 at the end of the first half, and we ended up 57 to 25. Let's take a look at the scoring in the ballgame for Grand Island Central Catholic. Balance scoring, but just not a lot of it. Almira comes through with five. Chase Wenzel has five, four for Jack Gehring. Four for Aiden Anspaugh, two for Ryan Burnell, one point for Noah Burnell, and two points for Jacob Herbick. But the youth inside was just having trouble with the size and the seniority over on the size of Class B Seward.
0: It kind of shut down the inside game for Grand Island Central Catholic, and they weren't able to hit the outside shots. They did not shoot very well. The percentage we're still totaling up here, but uh, you know we're, we're still probably looking at maybe 26%, or that that's my guess right now, for a shooting percentage here for Grand Island Central Catholic. And Seward was able to pound the ball inside, got some good looks, and they took a, a fairly comfortable halftime lead and were able to push it out in that third quarter. And then Grand Island Central Catholic had to play the game a little bit differently than what they wanted to. They couldn't take the minute to find a good shot. They had to put up shots a little bit quicker, and that probably uh, hurt their shooting percentage a bit more.
1: All right, for Seward, the Blue Jays go on, as we said, pick up win number 10. They are led in scoring by Brevin Slope. He started out the ball game by hitting the first eight for the Blue Jays, ended up with a double of that. He has 16 in the ball game. So Slope leads the way for Seward with 16, then 12 points for Brady Fitzky. And once again, that was the difference of the size. Finally, Seward decided in the second half when they opened it up in the third quarter, they went to their 6'5 post guy, and there was no answer for Pitsky. Instead.
0: No, there wasn't. And, and Pitsky had some nice looks, and they, they passed the ball from, from high post to low post. They passed the ball well in the lane. And uh, once Seward started saying, you know what, we have this size advantage, let's go use it, Uh, this one was pretty well decided. And it's something that they probably don't have that advantage in a lot of their Class
1: B games. That 6-5, 6-6 isn't that big an advantage, so it may have taken them that half to figure that out, but once they did, it was definitely in their favor.
0: Yeah, and they might have wanted to do some other things, feeling that uh, they always had that as a fallback position, Uh, and so maybe that's what they were thinking going in, and then Grand Island Central Catholic just made it tough enough that uh, it, it kind of forced Seward to go where they had the advantage, and that was to the inside. All right, Brett Meyer off the bench
1: for the Blue Jays has three points today. He connected on a three-pointer in the fourth quarter. Cole Gottschalk did some nice things on defense. He had a couple of rebounds. He had two points for the Seward Blue Jays, as I said, picked up win number 10 for Mike Sidlick. Four points today for Clayton Peckrack. He had two at halftime. He had four in the total ball game. Two free throws, all free throws for Clayton in the ball game today. Five points today for Corbin Ruth. He's a six-one junior, and then Wyatt Sloan got tapped in the face early in the ball game, but it really didn't impact him. He was big on the boards.
0: Yeah, he ended up having a, having a nice game as, uh, again, he got hit right in the schnoz there and about the one time that uh, Herbeck was able to kind of, shall we say, counterpunch the size advantage, and it isn't so much the height that we've been talking about. It is the physicality and just the ability of how Seward was able to kind of bang things around here a little bit. And when Grand Island Central Catholic was somewhat cold from the outside. And, again, hard environment to shoot in because the walls, you do, there's a lot more depth here, and the depth perception is very, very difficult. You're used to having a, a, a wall about 10 feet behind the hoop. Well, here it's about 75, 80 feet from behind it. It's a whole lot harder to get hot from the outside. So the Jays get 20
1: points inside, 12 of them go to Fitzky at 6-5 Sloan. 6-5 gets 4. Camp House off the bench gets four. Then they got Derek Haltorf and they go right back with some youth, but again some size. And Derek come in, punched some nice baskets inside and outside.
0: Yeah, yeah, and really kind of the the, the both teams are very um, balanced in terms of the scoring that they had. Very unselfish with the ball. I mean, you take a look at the book for Seward, you got three points, two points, six points, five points, four points from a lot of different kids, and they're able to uh, get it done today. And a nice win for Seward, as again, both these teams are about 500 in their respective classes. So, Seward wins it by the score of 57
1: to 25. Once again, leading the way were Almira and Wenzel in scoring for the Central Catholic Crusaders and the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgeries post game show. Certified and fellowship-trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back
0: to it. Schedule your appointment. Well, the next game coming up here, Adams Central and Columbus SCOTUS. This should be a great matchup, and it'll be, again, right here on ESPN 1460 as it's scheduled for a tip at around 4 o'clock. Don't forget, at 545, we'll be making our transition Back to classic hits, 98.9 FM for St. Cecilia and Sydney. That'll be followed by Wahoo, Newman, and Aurora. And then, really, the marquee matchup at 9-15. Top-ranked Omaha South taking on Colorado's number two team, Overland.
1: Yes, and uh, it's been great basketball, as we said. It's still not too late to get here. You're going to be about 15, 20 minutes at least away from this ball game. probably closer to a half an hour before they get it really tipped off. Yeah, there. they
0: got 26 minutes uh, on the clock up there. And uh, real quick, let's give you some of the numbers for GICC. I said uh, 26% shooting. Well, it was worse than that. It's 19% for GICC here in the ballgame. There were 7 of 37. They had 17 rebounds compared to 27 for Seward, and the Crusaders turned the ball over six times compared to six. For the Blue Jays. The Jays were 21 of 35 from the field, so they shot 60% here in the ball game. Neither team really uh, shot the ball very well from behind the arc. Seward only shot it four times and the percentage is alright. They were two of uh, four, so they shot 50%. Meanwhile, GICC was one of eight from three-point range. That's 13%, and they really were forced to take their shots because they could not get the ball inside. Oh
1: yeah, Randy, and we were looking at that 19%. Had they run their motion and stayed in the ballgame, stayed a six- to eight-point ballgame, that percentage would have been much better because they'd have got better looks. They wouldn't have had to have been forced out to that three-point line.
0: Yeah, they could have been a lot more patient. But once you fall down by 15, 18 points, you can't take a minute and a half to get a shot up anymore. You're going to run out of time. Well, Randy, thanks for sharing
1: it with us. It's been a great start to the ninth annual Heartland Hoops Classic. We're going to have more ball games on ESPN 1460, 1550. As we said, the next tip set to go at 4 p.m. Let's send it back to the station.